Welcome to this edition of Back to Basics with Pastor Brian Broderson. There are endless opportunities for divine appointments. If we decided from now on, I am going to start my week with this simple prayer, Lord, set up a divine appointment for me this week. You know what? I believe that our lives would become so much more exciting because there's nothing quite as exciting as being in the midst of a divine appointment. Today on Back to Basics, Pastor Brian continues his study in the book of Acts. Join us as Pastor Brian concludes his teaching on Acts, chapter 8, verses 26 through 40, in a message titled, Divine Appointments. Now, here's Pastor Brian. Here the angel of the Lord speaks to Philip. He says, Arise and go toward the south along the road, which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So there was a road that went there, and as they would continue on that road right on through Egypt and right back to Ethiopia. But, but Philip is now called by the Lord to go down to that road. And so he responds, and that's where we see that here is this man, this Ethiopian eunuch, and he's returning home. And verse 28 says, and sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. And then the spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. So this is, this is also amazing. So first of all, Philip is in, let's say he's in Jerusalem. And the angel of the Lord says, I want you to go down to, you know, this road that goes south to Gaza. And so Philip he responds. He does that. But, but now he gets there, and who knows if he gets there just exactly at the same moment that the caravan is passing by, or if he has to wait a while and sort of wonder, like, okay, what, what am I doing here? Felt like, you know, the Lord told me to come. Here I am. But now he sees that this chariot is passing by and that this man is reading Isaiah the prophet. So the spirit says, go and overtake the chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you are reading? So picture this in your mind. Here's a caravan that's going along. And this is a delegation from another nation. This is the the representative of the queen. So this is a serious caravan. And the, the main guy the most important person, it's the eunuch. And so he's there in his chariot and he's reading this. So picture this in your mind. Suddenly, this guy comes running up alongside of you because that's what it says. He's running alongside and he shouts out to this man, hey, do you understand what you're reading? I mean, this is, if you think about it, visualize it, it's kind of comical. It's like suddenly this guy's running alongside going, hey, do you know what you're reading? And the eunuch says, no, how, how can I know unless somebody helps me? And so the eunuch says, maybe you can help me. Why don't you come on up and we can talk about it. And so that's exactly what happens. So Philip, he's invited into the man's chariot. And the man says, I, you know, how can I know unless someone guides me? And Philip 
came up, and, and it was the place in Scripture, as we've already pointed out, it was the 53rd chapter of Isaiah. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shears is silent. So he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away, and who will declare his generation for his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does the prophet say this? Of himself or some other man? Wow, what an amazing question. This is like the, this is the kind of question that you die for. It's like, you know, somebody basically just saying, hey, can you tell me about Jesus? I mean, that's really what the guy was saying, even though he didn't know it. But, but again, remember, this portion of scripture. Now, here Luke just tells us a little bit about what he was reading. But if we back up just a bit, I want to give you the full context of, of what this man is reading. So here's what he's reading. Verses three through six say this. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our sins. The chastisement for our peace or the punishment that brought our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He reads that and he says to Philip, who is he talking about? Is the prophet talking about himself or is he talking about some other man? And it says, and from that scripture, Philip preached Jesus to him. And what a wonderful moment. Man, this is like, this is one of those divine appointments. This is a full Holy Spirit setup. And now Philip is just walking into it. And at this scripture, he preaches Jesus. Now, obviously, this is an easy scripture to preach Jesus from because it's all about Jesus. So he would have gone on, Philip would have gone on just to tell him the story of Jesus. But then also, obviously, as we read on, you know, Philip also communicates to him the need to receive Jesus, the need to believe in him. And we see that that's exactly what the man does. And so the man was converted. He was baptized, it says, and he was sent on his way rejoicing. Now, the application that I want us to take away today is this. Number one, these types of things still happen today. See, this is the thing we've got to know. This is the, the book of Acts, the Bible itself in many senses, but the book of Acts is a model for successive generations of believers to know how God works in and through his people. So, so that's one of the things as we are going through the book of Acts. And, and notice as we, as we make our way through these different stories, we, we continue to see this supernatural element. We continue to see that God is at work. And let's not lose sight of the fact that that still happens today. There, there's never a time, according to scripture, when that is going to cease until the second coming. That type of thing is always to be expected by Christians. 
But how is it that so often today we don't expect this stuff? Even sometimes today, we read about this stuff in our Bibles and we think, wow, that's amazing that that happened back then. I wish that happened today. Guess what? It still does. These kinds of things still happen today and we need to believe that and we need to expect it. We need to expect that God is working and that God wants to use us. Secondly, we need to do what Philip did. He responded to the promptings of the Spirit. So the Spirit says to him, go and overtake this chariot. Now, how did the Spirit say that? Did the Spirit say it audibly? Was there an audible voice that Philip heard? Maybe, we don't know. Was there maybe just a strong impression on him that this is what the Lord wanted him to do? Maybe, because that is oftentimes what God does. He gives us promptings of the Spirit. But the important thing is that we respond to those promptings. Because what we need to understand and what we see from the story here is that God is preparing people to receive something from him, and he will often use his people to deliver what they need to receive. And so we've got to understand that. We've got to be open to that. We've, we should be expecting that. Because listen, in the world today, there are many, many people just like this Ethiopian eunuch. Now, remember, this guy's powerful. You know, he's over the treasury of, of the, the queen of Ethiopia. So he's a powerful person. He is a person who is devoutly religious. He is a person who in many ways uh, seems to have it all together. But he's a person that is still not sure about things. And he's, he's looking for answers. He's reading the Bible, but he doesn't really even know what it says. So guess what? God says, I'm going to take Philip, who knows what that passage means, and I am going to supernaturally connect these guys. I am going to bring them together on this road that's going to Gaza. So you see, that, that still happens today because there are people around us today, whether it's people at work or people that we know through other relations in, in our lives, in our communities or whatever. There are people who are successful. There are people who maybe even are religious, but there are people who are still confused. There are people who still don't know. They, they really don't know what the Bible says or they, they don't know what it means. And of course, in the day that we're living in, there's all kinds of false information out there, right? And there's all kinds of wrong assumptions. And for the genuine seeker, for the person who really wants to know, guess what? God has prepared us, his people. He's given us a knowledge and he wants to connect us with those people. So that as they are thinking through these things and maybe even reading over portions of scripture or maybe, you know, looking on the internet, you know, the, on the, you know, on the internet, the number one thing on Google is like finding God. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Finding God. That's a, still people. We often think that 
you know, nobody's interested in finding God. Well, more people are interested than we might think. That's the number one Google search, finding God. People want to know about God. And we are the people that God wants to connect those people with. And he wants to use us to deliver the message to them. And so we see this uh, story. We see this beautiful thing that took place that is not just something that happened back in the apostolic period, but it's something that will happen over and over and over again, right down to today. And so are we aware of that? Are we thinking in those terms? And going back to Philip for a second. So, you know, the, the man reads him the passage and who, who's being talked about here? Philip preaches Jesus from there. Like I said, that was an easy place to preach Jesus from. But you know, when people have questions that maybe arise from maybe a reading of the scripture or they heard that the Bible said this or that, you know, are we able to preach Jesus to them? Are we able to clarify what needs to be clarified? Or are, are we able to correct what, what needs to be corrected? Now, we should be. That's why we study our Bibles. That's why we teach the Bible. So we will be equipped when these moments come, these divine appointments, we will be equipped for that to happen. Now, I believe that there are endless opportunities for divine appointments. And I think that if we, every one of us, if we decided from now on, I am going to start my week with this simple prayer, Lord, set up a divine appointment for me this week. You know what? I believe that our lives would become so much more exciting because there's nothing quite as exciting as being in the midst of a divine appointment. You know, years ago, just, this just came to mind. Um, years ago, I was... Uh, it wasn't that long ago, actually. It was a few years ago. Cheryl and I were in London, and we're walking along, and I had been trying to connect with a guy named Martin Smith. Martin Smith was the founder of the band Delirious. Some of you might remember that. Some of you might be clueless. It's okay. Uh, but Martin was the founder of the band Delirious, and I was wanting to connect with Martin because I was wanting to uh, invite him to come to Creation Fest. And, you know, you're trying to connect through this email or, you know, people and, you know, nothing ever, nothing ever worked out. It just, it just was never coming together. So Cheryl and I are walking through London. We're walking through a place called Leicester Square. And we, as we're coming up to a corner, I look at this guy and I said to Cheryl, I said, that's Martin Smith right there. She's like, really? I said, yeah, that's Martin Smith. And it was Martin Smith. And I walked up and I said, hi, Martin. I've been trying to get in touch with you. <laughs> no, you don't know me, but I have been trying to get in touch with you. Anyway, we did have some connection. Actually, he had done the, the Harvest Crusade with Greg a few times. And so, you know, 
talked a little bit about Greg, and then I had a few other mutual, actually one of the guys that used to be in his band, I had become friends with. So, so anyway, you know, we just had this moment, and I said, hey, we really want you to come to our festival, and you know, told him a little bit about it, and he said, okay, great, well, you know, give me the details, and we'll see what happened. Well, to make a long story short, Martin ended up a few years coming to Creation Fest, and it was a fantastic time. But you know, that was just one of those moments where you, know, you just look at it and you go, okay, Wow, this was a divine appointment right here. This was great. Now, that wasn't so much for evangelistic purposes. And not all of the divine appointments will be for evangelistic purposes. But believe me, some will. Many will. But if we, like I said, if we started out our week and just said, Lord, set me up for a divine appointment this week, Man, you know what? It'll be exciting. It'll be exciting. You can bet your life that Philip, man, when this thing had all been said and done, he was like, Lord, this is amazing. This is so great. Now, actually, in the story, Philip, uh, after he baptizes the man, uh, Philip is transported by the Spirit. So... That's really exciting, right? Maybe that'll happen to you. You just, all of a sudden, the Spirit will whisk you off to some other, <laughs> another divine appointment. Um, but, you know, it, it just, listen, today is a day of salvation. The gospel's got to go out. People are, are going to be lost if they don't hear the truth of God's word. And, and we're, the, we're the instruments. We're the messengers. Now, Here's the wonderful truth. God is preparing people's hearts. God is working behind the scenes. We don't see it. We don't know what's going on. But just like this, this Ethiopian, there's things happening. And, and he is searching for God. He hasn't found God. And now he's right there in the scriptures, the scriptures that, that are telling him about the Savior, about the Messiah. But he needs somebody to help him know what it actually means. And Philip is there to do it. And there's people all around us today like that. And so as we pray, and as we say, God, set up divine appointments for me, you know what? He will do it. He will do it. But we have got to be, number one, we got to believe that God still does those things. And then we've got to be, we've got to be sensitive to the prompting of the Spirit. The Lord will just, you know, he'll put it on our hearts. Go in this direction. Step out. Do this. Uh, go over here. And, and, you know, there's a bit of faith involved here. You know, Philip could have. The angel of the Lord says, go, go down, you know, to, to this place. Philip could have said, oh, you know, I just got back from Samaria. I'm so, gosh, I'm just so burned out. I'm going to just rest a bit. I don't want to go. And what would have happened? Well, he would have missed a, an amazing opportunity. I'm sure God would have gotten it done another way. But point is, we can either ignore that, we can make excuses for it, or we can just step out, take the step of faith. But know this too, there's, there's always an unknown component here because God doesn't say to Philip, hey, I want you to go down there because I've got this guy. And he's, he's going to be reading Isaiah's prophecy. And you're going to be able to just baptize him 
before the event's over. God doesn't give him those details up front, but he just tells him to go, and then it unfolds. So there's that place of faith where God doesn't give us all the details, but we step out with what we know God wants us to do, and then we look for him to open up and to, to bring to pass the, the rest of the picture. So let's do that. Because like I was saying, you know, we, we all want the world to change, but the world will never change until people change. And nothing's going to change people apart from the gospel. Nothing's going to change people. And, and you know, especially the, wor- the world we're looking at today. I mean, it's, it's pretty bleak. It's pretty pathetic. And, you know, you can argue politics and you can argue philosophies and you can argue all different kinds of things. But at the end, you know, it's, it's only the gospel that changes a heart. And that's the message that we have to bring. But it's a message that comes to people that God's already prepared. So pray for divine appointments and see what the Lord will do. So that's for those of us who are believers. But as we close, let me say this as well. Because it's possible that either uh, somebody sitting in this room today or somebody here on the property or, or maybe somebody listening to my voice over the radio or, you know, watching online, however it might be, you know, maybe you're realizing that this moment is a divine appointment because the circumstances that have led you to this moment are, are extraordinary circumstances or may, maybe they're bizarre circumstances. Maybe you're like, how did I get here? You know, how did this happen? But it's, it's that work of God. It's that sovereign providential thing of God that he's brought you to this moment. And maybe you're that person who's, you, you, you've been successful. You know, you've pretty much attained those goals that you had set for yourself. But at the same time, you know, you know, there's something missing in your life. And maybe you've even become a little bit religious. Maybe you've gone off to worship, but you've walked away feeling like, I don't know, that didn't really do it. You know, a lot of people today are, let me say this, more people than we would think. More people than we would think today are looking to church or they're looking to whatever their, you know, maybe historic religious connection is, if it's a synagogue, if it's a mosque, if it's a whatever. People, as, as the world becomes more troubled, people look, and that, that's where they start. But inevitably, they, they will be dissatisfied. But... They're dissatisfied because they're, they're looking in the wrong place, but God is able to bring them what they're actually looking for, and that's where we come into the picture. But, but maybe that's you. Maybe you've gone back to church. Maybe you've started even reading the Bible, but you don't, you don't know what it says. Well, this is what it says. It says that Jesus was wounded for your transgressions. He was crushed for your sins and the punishment that will make for your peace was upon him and by his stripes you are healed. And the answer, just like it was for this man, was to receive this savior. And he did so by 
saying to, to Philip, what prevents me from being baptized? Here's, they're coming up on water. What prevents me from being baptized? Man, it was like, I want this. And of course he was baptized and he went away rejoicing. And you can do that today as well. So if, if you're here or if you're listening and, and you haven't made that connection, but you can really identify with this Ethiopian, Jesus is the answer for you, just like he was the answer for him. month of April, Back to Basics Radio is offering a book titled 10 Questions Every Teen Should Ask and Answer About Christianity by Rebecca McLaughlin. The youth of today's culture, both Christian and non-Christian alike, wrestle with the issues of racism, universal truth, identity, science and faith, sexuality and suffering, just to name a few. These are essential topics that any parent, grandparent, guardian or friend should help the next generation answer. The book, 10 Questions That Every Teen Should Ask and Answer About Christianity by Rebecca McLaughlin is our gift to say thank you for your donation to Back to Basics. So we encourage you to call us right now at 1-800-733-6443 or visit us online at backtobasicsradio.com. We'd also like to remind you that all of our other resources are waiting for you at backtobasicsradio.com or by calling our request line at 1-800-733-6443. That's 1-800-733-6443. Our desire is to encourage you in your daily walk with God. We'll continue tomorrow with more valuable insights from Pastor Brian as we study together in the book of Acts. Back to Basics is the preaching and teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, California.